WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca in Monterey, California. It's time for the Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. It is time to go racing for the 17th time this season for the 2021 Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires Campaign. And, of course, like the previous 16 races, you're listening to it right here on IndyCar Radio. My name is Nick Yeoman. Our driver analyst is Davey Hamilton. The field of 11 is lined up on pit lane at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. We are moments away from firing the engines to go racing with just four events left in this highly competitive championship. David Malukas enters the weekend with a five-point advantage over Kyle Kirkwood, but Kirkwood has taken care of business and qualifying, sweeping the pole positions. He will start P1 when we go racing here uh, in a few moments. And after qualifying this morning, when he picked up that second pole position, Rob Howden caught up with him. Kyle, obviously coming into the stretch run, four races left to go in the season. Getting every point possible is what you have to do. You have to maximize. Two points already. You're down to within three points. Talk me through how good that car was. You didn't have to go to fresh tires. Held a set for, for one of the races. Yeah, our car has been absolutely on rails this entire weekend. Man, we came here and tested in February, and whatever we did, we figured it out. I'm really happy with the car right now. I'd have to say that wasn't one of our better qualifyings. I mean, we had a 12-second gap there, and Rasmus won, actually filled it right in front of us, so I had to back off a couple times. And even on that last lap, I was too close to him, so I actually had to pit there because no point in just wasting our tires right behind somebody. Um, but, no, super happy with that. We're still three-tenths clear. Thank God that the car is really fast because we probably wouldn't have had it there if uh, if everyone had a, an equal car, I think. So hopefully we just continue this pace through the races. Obviously track position crucial here at this particular facility. Starting on pole for both races is going to be big. Is this a racetrack that plays to you as a driver as well? You know, I tend to like really high-speed, flowy tracks here in mid-Ohio. I think are very similar, a little bit of elevation, and I guess these are two tracks where I thrive at. So I guess it does suit me. Hopefully it does in the race. We'll see. Good luck today. Thank you. There you go, Nick Yeoman. Kyle Kirkwood, two pole positions, two more bonus points. This championship tighter and tighter as we get ready to go racing this afternoon. Yep, no doubt about it. Kyle Kirkwood will be your pole sitter when we go racing. Linus Lundquist will start second. David Malukas third. Benjamin Peterson fourth. Daniel Frost fifth. Got a couple good turn announcers who are going to call the action here momentarily as we're a couple minutes away from firing the engines. Good opportunity to bring them on the broadcast. Uh, Michael Young, you will see them first as they crest the hill in turn one and head down to that very famous Andretti hairpin. Yeah, it's a double apex hairpin down into turn number two. Beautiful vantage point actually on the side of a hill overlooking the first four turns of this beautiful WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca circuit. They'll make their way through that double apex hairpin that is the Andretti hairpin. Then it's quick maybe back on the accelerator to the right-hander, which is turn three. That's a pretty uh, mediocre corner as far as acceleration goes. Then they'll make their way down to turn four, and that's the more tricky of the two corners. They really have a tight corner that a tough exit out once they make that exit to turn number four the tires may go off track ever so slightly then they'll go up about two gears to the left-hander which is turn number five a very crucial turn for them to make that left-hander up into turn number five because it's that run from turn five to the top of the hill to turn six that will set them up to the ray hall straight and the setup of the corkscrew which is turn eight eight a they'll make their way through that and then come into the view of our very own jake query good afternoon jake 
Mike. Good afternoon to you, Michael. Thank you so much. When they come down off the corkscrew, it's an elevation change in terms of moving downhill. And then it's a right-handed turn number 10 that is a very high-banked turn. Now, once you make that turn, that carries with it plenty of inertia. And that alone with the banking will pull you through. So you've got to make sure that you're not getting too high in your speed entering that right-handed turn number 10. Once they make that turn, now that a lot of the morning fog is burnt off here in the middle of California, up ahead, your eyes can get lost in the horizon where you can see the Monterey Bay over the rolling landscape, but you can't focus on that because you've got a left-handed turn number 11, and it is a tight left-handed turn number 11, Nick Yeoman, that awaits the drivers after they come off of turn number 10. They take that left-hander that's turn number 11. That's the final turn as they complete a lap here at WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca. Yeah, 11 turns, 7 to the left, 4 to the right. It's 2.2 miles in length, and Davey Hamilton, uh, a lot of these drivers all agree. This is one of their favorite racetracks in the country, and for good reason. It is challenging, it is fun, and it is very, very fast as well. You know, this is a great racetrack to drive on, but it's very frustrating if you're the faster car behind somebody, Nick. It, it is, when you're out there just driving this track, it, 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 it takes to get the best out of you, but like I say, so difficult to pass on this racetrack. It happens, and when it happens, are usually spectacular, so it's good for all of us as fans. So, um, exciting racetrack, fun to be here, and uh, these Indy Lights guys are ready to get it done. How impressed have you been with Kyle Kirkwood this weekend scoring a pair of pole positions? Well, I thought we were back in mid-Ohio, yeah. uh, where he dominates, you know, that racetrack, and uh, he, he caught on to this one. He said he came and tested here. Obviously, that test went very, very good, and they figured it out, because pole for both of these races, he's a, as hard as it is a passenger. That's where you want to start. Alright, it is uh, time to fire the engines for the Indy Lights Series, presented by Cooper Tires. It is the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey, and Rob Howden's going to get us started. You'll hear from him on the broadcast. Let's fire those engines. Let's go pit side. Road to Indy drivers, start your engines! So that was the Cooper Tire Girls getting us started at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Here's the starting lineup for this 30-lap race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Kyle Kirkwood on the front row as your pole sitter. It is his fifth pole of the season. He scored his sixth a little bit earlier this morning as well. He will be joined by Linus Lundquist, who enters this race weekend third in the championship. Starting third will be David Malukas alongside Benjamin Peterson. Daniel Frost will start in the fifth position alongside Rasmus Lynn. Devlin Francesco for Andretti Autosport will start seventh. Uh, his teammate Robert McGinnis starts in the eighth spot. Manuel Suleiman, the young Mexican driver, will start in the ninth spot. Stingray Rob will start tenth. And Christian Bogle will start eleventh. Davey, we watch those cars rolling off of pit lane. Looks like sticker sets of Cooper tires for just about everybody, especially our pole sitter Kyle Kirkwood. So grip going to be premium, and it's uh, there for the taking for these drivers when we see the green flag. Yeah, as we see, I think all the way up to uh, uh, Daniel Frost. I see sticker tires. Look like Daniel may have had some scuffs on, but at this racetrack, tire degradation is very, very key here, and you don't want to wear the tires out at the end of the run. That's where you know we see the action. I think at the first this race, with all these new sticker Cooper tires, that we're going to see pretty much equal grounds. They're all going to going to probably run close to the same speeds until they start wearing out, and that's going to show the driver and the car that's the best at the end of the day. The field begins the first of two pace laps. Good opportunity for us to check in with our pit reporters. We start with Rob Howden. Rob? 
Nick, a beautiful day here once again. About 10 degrees warmer than it was earlier today for that uh, qualifying session. 68 degrees trackside here right now, but beautiful blue sky, a little bit of cloud. That's about it. Perfect conditions for a race here for Indy Lights. And as Davey said, I think the big thing right now is to see who's able to handle these tires. Everybody essentially on the Fresh Cooper tires. Tomorrow will be different. We'll see which drivers were able to hold on to that extra set potentially for tomorrow. But otherwise, everybody pretty evenly matched in terms of rubber up front. How about you, Alex Wolf? You've got a good view of uh, the cars just moments ago when they left pit lane. I do, and it's something that will be interesting to watch for HMD Motorsports. The uh, number 59 car rolling off ninth of Manuel Suleiman just moments before the command to fire engines. They removed the nose cone for the 59 car and looked like they were taking a look around the pedals. So something to keep an eye on as the opening laps of this race begins for a driver in his second weekend in Indy Lights competition. Uh, Davey, speculate. What could that mean if they're uh, digging around there at the nose of that race car? Yeah, that's interesting. You never know, just maybe a little fluid down there when sometimes you put brake fluid in these master cylinders they'll cycle it through to put new fluid in for the races maybe a little bit of spill on the floor your feet slide around down there maybe they just had to wipe that up a little bit or uh, maybe knock something loose on the floor down there who's to say but usually that's pretty well taken care of but i've had issues with things radios are down in that area sometimes and but sometimes it's just fluid on the on the floorboard so you're telling me it's not just the pedals there's a lot a lot down yeah, there. a lot of things that can happen <laughs> down there yeah, exactly right all right so we are set to go racing with uh, again a 30 lap event around this uh, ultra competitive 11 turn natural terrain road course out in monterey california beautiful part of the country that uh, open wheel racing has enjoyed going to for many, many years. Uh, Michael Young, they're making their way down through uh, turn number one. Final time before we release them, and everyone's going to be chasing Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, Kyle's doing a little uh, gamesmanship of his own as the pace car checks out. He stops and he breaks his lead in Slunquist. Now he catches up to the pace car, nearly runs into the back end of him, now swerving left to right to get some heat into those Cooper tires. Kyle Kirkwood, Linus Lundquist, David Malukas, and Benjamin Peterson, the top four that make up the first two rows as the pace car now makes its way through that left-hander of turn number five. Nick, a beautiful afternoon here at WeatherTech Laguna Seca Race. Way it is going to be a thriller as we only have four races to go in this 2021 Indy Lights campaign. It's been a phenomenal championship uh, all year long. If you have joined us, uh, boy, you, you have missed uh, or you haven't missed the, the action, which has just been fantastic as these future IndyCar drivers really starting to show their stuff with guys like Malukas, Kirkwood, Lundquist scoring race wins, and uh, they'll start one, two, and three today with an opportunity to score another race win. Pace car making its way through the corkscrew. Everyone will stay single file, and as they leave the corkscrew, Jake, this is where they'll start to pack up as we are moments away from going racing. It's interesting, Nick, because there is a huge hill that, of course, is the area that they work their way around. That is the corkscrew, and you would typically say that turn number 10 is in the shadows of that hill. It wasn't necessarily this morning because there was too much cloud cover for there to be the sun, but open sun now. We're about to go racing as Kyle Kirkwood leads the field off of turn number 11. Kirkwood and Lundquist on the front row. Malukas and Peterson in row number two. Out of the final turn 11 left-hander. The front eight or nine are lined up as they await the green flag. Benjamin or Christian Bogle is going to hang back, but they'll see the green flag and Kyle Kirkwood accelerates immediately. Looking for the second spot is David Malukas as he nearly runs into the back of his teammate Michael. They're into turn number two. Two side by side the front row as it looks like every 
everybody has checked back up. Now back on the accelerator again. Kyle Kirkwood makes his way through the right-hander. That is turn number three. He'll check out about three car lengths over Linus Lundquist. David Malukas is in that third position. Then Benjamin Peterson fourth. Best battle is Daniel Frost and Rasmus Lint. That is the battle for fifth. But Kyle Kirkwood through turn number five. Two car length advantage as he makes his way over the hill and ahead of Linus Lundquist. Ton of dirt kicked up at the back of the field as it looked like Manuel Suleiman was trying to pick up a spot in mid-pack. He went off the racetrack and falls all the way to the 11th position. Did a nice job of keeping uh, or getting that car back out of the racetrack and that's where he will fall to the tail of the field. Meanwhile, Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader and Jake, he is streaking his way out of turn number 9. And Kyle Kirkwood is doing that with about an 8 car length advantage right now over Lundquist. Then 3 back to Malukas. Kyle Kirkwood, no issue at all in lap number 1. He is cleanly now sweeping to the outside, working turn number 11. Kirkwood, your race leader out of turn number 11 to complete lap number 1. The advantage over Linus Lundquist is about 8 car lengths. Another 3 back to David Malukas. 3 or 4 back back to Benjamin Peterson as they race back down into turn number 2. Well, after one lap, the top four have already strung themselves out. Kyle Kirkwood, a four-car length advantage over Linus Lundquist. David Malukas about three cars behind Linus Lundquist in third. And then Benjamin Peterson running in that fourth position, about three car lengths behind David Malukas. Again, that battle as everybody seems stacked up as Rasmus Lint got around the machine of Daniel Frost. So moved Rasmus Lint into that fifth position. Daniel Frost now holding off Devlin Francesco Back to the front through turn number five. Kyle Kirkwood. With six car lengths. Yeah, front four getting away a little bit as Rasmus Lind, Michael touched on it, made a really nice pass as he set up Daniel Frost going down into turn number two, and he's already starting to streak away from Daniel Frost. That was, again, the uh, change for the fifth position. Frost now kind of falling back into the clutches of Devlin DeFrancesco. That's a battle for sixth, Jake. Frost and DeFrancesco heading towards turn number nine. And DeFrancesco had a spirited opening lap because it was Suleiman, as we talked about, that kicked up the dirt track trying to get around DeFrancesco. Right now, Devlin DeFrancesco, about a two-car length advantage. Everything status quo through turn number 10. Might have a battle shaping up for the second spot as the three HMD Global Racing Group cars do a little drafting down the front straightaway. Uh, up front, though, Michael, Kyle Kirkwood's gotten away 1.2 seconds. Yeah, and if uh, Raz, or excuse me, if David Malukas wants to keep this championship in the hunt, he wants to get around that machine of Linus Lundquist. He's got that uh, third position position, as you said, trying to get to second, about three car lengths behind Linus Lundquist. Kyle Kirkwood in command as he makes his way through turn number four. Everybody clearly, Kyle Kirkwood, 10 car length advantage over Linus Lundquist, and as you said, that battle batch starting to shape up as David Malukas starts to close in on that rear wing of Linus Lundquist for second. And boy, Davey Hamilton, we're seeing dust kicked up all over the racetrack, especially around two, three, and four. Yeah, you know, the guys, are, they really did a good job in turn one on the initial start, Nick. They, they, they That's a tough corner down there. It's, there is two grooves down there for sure. They took advantage of that, kept it clean. I did see, you know, uh, Solomon, he, he definitely got punted, punted a little bit by DeFrancisco coming off of turn four out of the dirt, but the good news is they all made it through now. Now it's time. They've spread out a little bit. I, I'm watching lap times. Kirkwood basically about one second a lap quicker. This last lap, a half a second a lap quicker. He has a 1.5 second lead over Lundquist. So those uh, HMD cars are going to have to 
to help each other out to try to catch him. Yeah, they've got to uh, got to keep pace, got to keep close if they want any chance to use uh, some of that extra horsepower, that push to pass if you are within 1.5 seconds. And right now, Kirkwood's advantage is 1.571 over Linus Lundquist, who runs in the second spot. David Malukas is in third, about 2.3 seconds behind the race leader. Benjamin Peterson is fourth. Rasmus Lind runs in the fifth spot. Uh, Daniel Frost is in sixth. Devlin DeFrancesco runs in seventh. Robert McGinnis is eighth. Stingray Rob is ninth. Christian Bogle, tenth. Manuel Suleiman, eleventh, as we are working lap number three of this 30-lap race for the Indy Lights Series presented by Cooper Tires. Let's pick up the race leader, Kyle Kirkwood. He is at the top of the hill, making his way through that very tricky corkscrew. And Jake, that advantage continues to grow lap by lap. You had talked about Peterson, who is now in the fourth position. Wanted to get up there and try to play with that front three, but got just a little bit loose last time by. Best battle as Kirkwood works his way through turn number 11 is that battle for second right now. Lundquist has it, but Malukas is just a car length and a half behind. Yeah, he is, and uh, we'll see if Kirkwood can get a nice run out of that final corner. He's about three or four car lengths behind his teammate, Linus Lundquist, as they head down to turn number two. Michael, pretty good battle shaping up for that second spot. Yeah, David Malukas really closed that gap with he and his teammate, Linus Lundquist. Lundquist now exiting turn number two. That Andretti hairpin stretches it back out to about a three-car length advantage quickly through turn number three. Then that tough turn number four. We saw David Malukas had that back end step out ever so slightly last time by. For Linus Lundquist in that second position, still about three car lengths. Both drivers, he and David Malukas, start to climb that hill, stretch that advantage now to four car lengths. Lundquist over Malukas. Black nose with an orange car uh, for Linus Lundquist for Malukas. It's black, red, and silver as they get to the top of the hill, all chasing after Kyle Kirkwood, who disappears out of their view, heading towards the corkscrew. But it is the battle for second. Lundquist, about a two, call it three car length advantage, Jake, to the left-hander of nine. And this might be an opportunity if Malukas is able to get close enough where he could get inside of Linus Lundquist because turn 10 provides that. But Lundquist, no error through turn number 10. Looks like Malukas closed in just a little bit right on the rear wing through turn number 11. And Davey in a season-long points championship. Every spot matters for David Malukas. He would love to get by his teammate here early in this race. Right now, running that third position is not doing him any favors. 2.7 seconds now behind that leader. Unfortunately, he's already dropped from first in the points championship to second in the points championship. Five points back. That's the last thing he needs uh, uh, at any of these races. But they're they're winding their season down as well. They only this four races left to go, and uh, and we know how good Kirkwood is at Mid Ohio at their finale. Yeah, I mean th- that has to be kind of a scary thought because uh, Kirkwood swept the Mid Ohio races uh, earlier in the season. Two weeks from now, he's going to be the favorite at those events. And with the way this weekend is playing out, Davey. I mean, not the time for David Malukas to panic, but I could understand if he is, considering how fast that 28 car looks is his championship counterpart. Yeah, and you look how consistent these drivers have been and how they have not made any mistakes with seven wins each. It just goes to tell you how consistent they are, how good they are, that they don't get they don't get pressured into, into a lot of mistakes. And when you talk about either one of those guys, they're both that way. Man, it's it's really favor of Kirkwood at this point just because of the qualifying for this weekend. And and knowing what he's done in Mid-Ohio in the past. Yeah, that qualifying pace so important. Uh, Jake, looked like Stingray Rob was looking pretty aggressive just a moment ago. 
As a matter of fact, again, we talked about the fact this is an area, I think, Nick, heading into turn number 10, that curvature, if you will, where things all of a sudden can present themselves. Stingray Rob tried to do exactly that. But you've got to make sure that you make that move in turn number 10 because things tighten up awfully, awfully tight through turn number 11, Nick. We have seen several in practice that have gone off into the dirt in that area. Yeah, he made a pass of Robert McGinnis, but uh, it looks like Alex Wolf. there may be bigger problems for the young driver from New York. Yeah, there are much bigger problems as he has brought that number 27 machine in there right now, taking the uh, cowling cover off on the front, looking at the dampers, but he has a bent suspension on looks like the left front corner of the number 27 machine, so he has come to the attention of the Andretti Autosport crew. They have the speed wrench out right now, trying to adjust the dampers and also work on that suspension. It's right in the middle of that left front suspension, so a lot of work going on. Three crew members right there working and looking at that car with trouble for Robert McGinnis. Uh, Davey, not ideal to have uh, suspension problems anywhere, but I imagine with the elevation change into this place, uh, that, that is not good for Robert McGinnis. Yeah, you know, I'm, I didn't see any contact. Obviously, he either went off track or had a slight amount of contact to uh, bend that suspension. It looked like the, the team was looking at the left front, so uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Didn't get a real good view of that. Tried to look down pit lane, see if I can see any, any tires askew, and it doesn't look bad, so it must be a minor bend. But at any rate, you cannot drive these cars with any suspicion bent or out of whack, for sure. And I would assume, Dave, it doesn't take a whole lot, right, to, to bend some of these pieces, wheel-to-wheel contact? Well, you know what? I say that. Yeah. But then we see guys like Erickson to go a fly job in, yeah. in Nashville, you know, and, and we've seen the bottom of his car come slamming down to the racetrack, and he goes on to win the race. So in some, you know, I think that they're very weak in some areas and very strong in others, and I think if you have a side hit on them, that's where they get a little bit weak, and, and rightfully slow. So um, you want some weak points in these cars to absorb impact or you know, try to help you, you know, especially in the, in the steering wheel part where it doesn't uh, give you any hand injuries when you when you yeah, and, and explain that. I mean, you could certainly stiffen up the suspension and make those, uh, you know, parts as, as hard as possible, Davey, but uh, it's going to be awful hard for those drivers to, to navigate and turn fast laps like we see. Yeah, you know, and, and I look back at some old footage, footage, Nick, especially like at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and you see some of the, the, the older race cars, I'm talking in the 50s, and you'll see them rolling, you know, these yeah. drivers rolling, very small roll cages, and then they'll roll five, six, seven times, and nothing flies off the car at all. They land, and the tires are all still on, the wheels, it doesn't look like it has all that much damage, actually. You look at an accident today, and when they hit the wall, and there's millions of pieces, literally, that come flying off that car to absorb that hit for the drivers, and every time, if the car's absorbing the, the, the uh, impact, that means the drivers, ooh, we got Lucas off track right now as well, got off in the dirt, got back on, uh, looks like he's, he's trying hard to pass his team Wayne Lundquist. Uh, Michael Young looked like he was riding a bull through turns three and four. Last three times by, he's been on that bowl, and this time the bowl bucked him. He exited turn number four. That back end stepped out. He saved it, but went about four feet off track and then off track at about 200 yards or so before he was able to get back on track. Problem was Benjamin Peterson was able to get around him. That will drop David Malukas back to the fourth position. Even worse, drop him further back in that championship points race. Yeah, Davey, he loses a spot and a couple more points, but uh, got to be, I would assume, happy that he didn't lose that 
entire race car. That was wild through turn four. Yeah, he really stepped out right there. I mean, obviously, he's putting a lot of uh, pressure on the car and himself to try to uh, get this championship in under hold. But that cost him three more points, that small mistake. And as I talked earlier, how I, these guys, the, the two drivers, Kirkwood and Malukas, haven't really made any mistakes and just continue on, continue, you know, being super impressive. But there we go. It just shows that, that everybody can make a mistake, and he just made one, cost himself another three points. Yep, three points as he falls now eight behind Kyle Kirkwood in the championship as we work lap number nine of this 30-lap race at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. It's the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires on IndyCar Radio. My name's Nick Yeoman. Driver analyst is Davey Hamilton, Jake Query, Michael Young out of the turns, Rob Howden and Alex Wolf down on pit lane. And we are watching Kyle Kirkwood, who has a 3.8-second lead now, Jake Query. And as he you know, heads downhill through the left right of the corkscrew, that car looks planned and he continues to stretch it out. And if you're Linus Lundquist, who is running in second, your hope now is that Kirkwood simply makes a mistake. Not going to happen this time by. Very clean line. The left side of the car, when you work through turn number 10, if you go in with just the slightest bit too much speed, you can get that left side along into the dirt. We have seen that happen. But everybody now, one through eight, very conservative through 10 this time by. No issues at all. Everybody back onto the main straightaway. To Jake's point, it is about precision on these road courses. Uh, how about about David Malukas. He didn't show a lot of precision through turn four moments ago. Michael, has he gathered it back up and run down Benjamin Peterson? I think it took him a lap or so just to get that rhythm back, but he's about four car lengths behind Peterson, and I would think he was potentially eight car lengths last time by. He's closed that gap ever so slightly, but man alive, every time he comes through turn four, it looks like that back end is about ready to step out on him like he has a ton of oversteer at the exit of turn number four. This time as they climb the hill into turn number five, now towards turn number six, Benjamin Peterson, five car lengths ahead of David Malukas. At the one-third mark, it's Kyle Kirkwood, Lemus Lundquist, Benjamin Pedersen, the top three. David Malukas runs fourth. Rasmus Lind is fifth. Daniel Frost is sixth. Devlin Francesco runs seventh. Stingray Rob is eighth. Manuel Suleiman is ninth. Christian Bogle runs in tenth. And Alex Wolf, Robert McGinnis right now in 11th. And unfortunately for him, has now fallen down three laps. That's right. He's fallen down three laps. And the final diagnosis on what was wrong looked like the left front toe link. And how it was bent almost looked like if you start to put a kink in a garden hose just right in the middle of that toe link. Had at least three crew members working on it. Apparently we hear now too many crew members over the wall working. They were actually, I think, trying to administer a penalty when they sent him out. It was a little bit of a miscommunication. But either way, a toe link on the left front replaced for Robert McGinnis. And now he's back in the race three laps down. And Davey, with uh, 19 laps to go, this essentially, what, becomes a, a, an additional practice, a test session for a driver like Robert McGinnis? Because we're going to go racing again tomorrow. Yeah, you know, you, you have to just take that out of your belt. Say, okay, you know what? We didn't have a good day try to perform well tomorrow and, and just try to end on a good weekend and I continue to say McGinnis is, is one of DeFrancesco Frost um, they're one wins Pat Peterson they need some wins just to show they can they can win a race in this series oh McGinnis back out again I see going up the hill yeah and he's doing the smart thing he's staying out of the way he kind of blended back into the field right around the top five and he moves over uh, to let Kyle Kirkwood by he let Lundquist by right before turn uh, number six and then up 
up the hill. He moved over to driver's left to uh, allow Benjamin Peterson and David Malukas, those other championship uh, contenders and at least contenders for the race, win by. So uh, that will earn him a little bit of respect in that Indy Lights paddock. Uh, working lap number 12, 18 to go here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Let's go back to pit lane and check in with Rob Howe. Yeah, indeed, Nick, just a bit of a note. That obviously was one of the concerns here with the HMD crew when Robert McGinnis got led out into pit lane, out of pit lane, out of the racetrack, right in front of the leaders. They immediately went to the race control just to say, hey, make sure that he doesn't let Kirkwood by and interfere with our drivers. And as you saw, McGinnis, and of course, moving to the side, letting everybody get through. And indeed, as you said, they'll like that in the paddock. But HMD was definitely concerned early on when he came out there. Could potentially have played a bit of a spoiler, uh, letting his teammate by then holding up the rest of the HMD crew. Davey, those guys uh, down there on the pit boxes and those timing stands, they've got all that uh, the electronic scoring. They know where every single car is out of the racetrack, don't they? Always worried about those potential hang-ups. Yeah, you know, you, you have to be observant on things like that because, you know, it is teammates, it is a championship. Uh, we've seen some wild things. Matter of fact, I remember three, four, five years ago at this racetrack, there was a bit of when Sam Schmidt's team was involved and and I, I think it was maybe the Blardy team that there was a little team strategy at Costa Championship because of some team team uh, tactics and uh, it didn't go over all that well. So whenever somebody's out there like that, you want to make sure they all play fair. And everyone playing fair right now with uh, Kyle Kirkwood's lead. It's up to 4.6 seconds. Man, he is picking them up and laying them down across the start and finish line. Linus Lundquist now 4.8 seconds back. Benjamin Peterson is third as uh, David Malukas, Michael, continues to give chase down in turn number two. Uh, not doing a very good job of closing that gap between he and Benjamin Peterson. David Malukas, after losing that ground, going off in turn number four at the exit, is just kind of riding along right now, still struggling, as we saw Linus Lundquist kick up a little bit of dirt at the exit of turn number three. Right now, David Malukas, again, Nick, he just about went off track. He's just got a whole handful of overstare as he exits that turn. But I will say, Benjamin Peterson looks like he's starting to close that gap between he and Linus Lundquist. That's the battle for second. Yeah, boy, all it takes is for one of those guys to put the right or left side Cooper tires off the racetrack, kick up a little dust, and all of a sudden it's like an accordion. The driver behind you can begin to close, and those drivers running second, third, and fourth, they're all teammates, Jake. They can't get away from each other. Lundquist, Peterson, and Malukas separated by two seconds. And the interesting thing is I listen to Linus Lundquist right now, who has, let's say, a 15-car length advantage or so over Peterson and then another four back to Malukas, is I can tell that they are actually getting off of the throttle a little later into turn number 10 than does Kirkwood. I think, Nick, that's not to say that Kirkwood's not aggressive here, but I think he knows that he has the lead where he can be a little more ginger through that area of turn number 10 where things can go awry than those that are chasing him down. And Davey on the stopwatch, that little off, that bobble by Lundquist, it shows up as a one-second loss. Went from 4.8 now to 5.8 seconds. If you're going to run down Kyle Kirkwood, you simply can't make those mistakes. Well, when Kirkwood Lundquist's running lap times at 117.4, and Lundquist is 118.5 over one second just in one lap, and he now is six six seconds behind him. Yeah, that's now seven seconds behind him. It just continues to grow. Last lap again over a second off the pace, and uh, boy, you got to, Kirkwood is just on rails right now. He, he can just kind of uh, coast, really, with 16 laps to go. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're nearing halfway, and the advantage is, is 7.1 seconds. Davey, if you are in the ear as the strategist for 
for Kyle Kirkwood. Are, are you telling him, hey, man, the lead is big. You don't have to lay down these monster laps. Or is as fast as he is, you just let him do his thing? Well, I, I think you need to tell him exactly where he stands and, and that there's no pressure and don't make any mistakes. Sometimes if you tell a driver to slow down, that's maybe when they make mistakes. When you get into it, when, man, you know, if your car's right and you're into a rhythm and you know you're not beating your car up or you know you're not hard on equipment, you just kind of do what you have to do because when you try to slow down sometimes, that's when you start making mistakes and, and it's just not as comfortable as driving up to speed. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, the lead continues to grow. It's up to 7.4 seconds, and all these drivers are uh, very young, many of them in the uh, 19 to 22-year-old range as they all have their eyes set on racing with the NTT IndyCar Series and maybe one day in the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, qualifying for that event coming up a little bit later this afternoon on these same IndyCar radio airwaves at 2.05 Pacific Time, 5.05 Eastern Time, as we will see who grabs the pole for the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Up front, Kyle Kirkwood dominating, but uh, the battle for third continues to be good. Benjamin Peterson, he's got a uh, six-tenth of a second advantage over David Malukas, but Jake, every time uh, we see Malukas close, it uh, gets down to a couple car lengths. They snake their way out of the corkscrew. Pretty good battle for the third spot. And as you talked about, David Malukas well aware that every position is important. Now he starts to close in on turn number 10, but again, the separation accordions out just a little bit. Malukas still has as he blocks up the brakes a little bit in turn number 11. He's got a car like and a half to make up. No, he does. He's charging out of that final corner, but it looks like Peterson got a, a little bit cleaner launch out of turn 11, and he's going to keep him at bay. It's the battle for fourth, and as they battle, I'll tell you what, Rob Halton, the driver that's creeping into the picture is fifth place running Rasmus Lind. Yeah, Nick indeed standing by here right now with Ricardo Hookos from Hookos Hollinger Racing. The HMD cars obviously have looked good all season, uh, Ricardo. But man, uh, how about Rasmus Lint? Only his third start with you here in Indy Lights. Obviously a winner here a couple of years ago in Indy Pro 2000 with you. How pleased are you right now with how Rasmus has done after it is only a second weekend? It's really good, you know, to see someone like him going back to with us. And I really appreciate the effort for the family to be with us for the last three races. Last weekend was the first time he qualified today was a little bit tough for him and now he's doing a fantastic job some laps is the fastest car on track so it's, it's difficult this year is one of the most i will say difficult years on the indy lights in the history probably with the level of drivers and for him to be doing what he's doing is really really good well, is there a possibility to have rather with you guys next year full time we'll see i don't know obviously i would love to have him but it's just still too long to go Lots of race left. Good luck. All right. Thank you. That's Ricardo Hunkos, folks, from Hunkos Holland. You're racing. And with Lind, as we said, very impressive here. Only his third start. Fastest driver on the racetrack. Trying to close up on these top three drivers. These second, third, and fourth place drivers, rather, from HMD Motorsports. Yeah, he looks really good, Rob, and he may get a chance because we are waiting to see, Davey, if we're going to see a full course yellow because Christian Bogle is off the racetrack in turn number two. Yeah, I think there's a potential fluid underneath that car. Looks like uh, where... Right in his tracks, and the center of the car looks like fluid that actually maybe caused him to go off the racetrack right there. We'll have to wait and see. So uh, Bogle's car sits at the exit of turn number two. He is sitting in it, and there it is, full course yellow. As uh, he is off the racetrack, but that is such a fast part of the racetrack. We see cars mix it up. We also see guys overcook it into turn two. Davey uh, just can't safely leave Christian Bogle there off the racetrack with 13 laps to go. Yeah, easy place to make a mistake when you're coming over the hill, over turn one, down into turn two. It's pretty blind, and 
and uh, you do. We've seen a lot of cars already just overcook it down in that corner, and he, so he's in a d- dangerous spot. And if you watch him, it's not like at the front ends. He's not locking up brakes. He doesn't have a lot of input. In the wheel doesn't look. Uh, just I think things something happened to that that car, and, and we can't see the fluid now. Another replay coming out of the back of the back of that car. Yeah, I, I was watching, Davey. It didn't look like it was necessarily laying down fluid at the entrance of the corner, but then all of a sudden, mid apex. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty distinct streak. Uh, right there behind that uh, number seven car. He is out of that machine now, and uh, his day is most certainly done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we'll find out exactly what happened. We, you know, these these cars are so reliable. We never see engine issues or, you know, tire issues or anything normally in these cars. And, and right now it looks to, like there's some sort of, I don't know, if a line uh, failed or if it's an engine situation or what, but it, I, it definitely looks like fluid that uh, looks like oil fluid that came out of the back of the car. So the uh, Carlin Racing pilot Christian Bogle in his rookie season at Indy Lights uh, appears to be done for the day. He's going to take a, a trip courtesy of the AMR IndyCar safety crew back to pit lane, and they will have to get a record to retrieve that uh, navy blue number seven. Uh, he was running in the 10th position with Robert McGinnis back out of the racetrack. If McGinnis can turn three more laps, he'll move up and kick Christian uh, Bogle to the rear of the field. Looks like he is poised for an 11th place finish. Uh, 12 laps to go here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Kyle Kirkwood is your race leader. He had a seven, maybe call it seven and a half second lead and Davey, he is the one guy who didn't want to see that caution come out. Am yeah, I you know that—that's one of the disadvantages of getting these big leads. If you're—if you are being hard on your tires and and, and using them up somewhat and using in that big lead, um, yeah, it could it could uh, come back to bite you, especially when this yellow comes out. Had a nice seven-second lead. Wow, pretty amazing to get that big of a lead over Lundquist, uh, Peterson, Malukas. But he got, had the job done, and now it all goes away. Yep. So uh, Kirkwood will see that uh, lead vanish before his very eyes. It'll give a chance for Linus Lundquist, Benjamin Peterson, David Malukas, maybe even Rasmus Lind to creep into the picture for a potential race win as Lind was uh, really impressive closing in on Malukas and Peterson before that full course yellow. That's how they run top five. Kirkwood, Lundquist, Peterson, Malukas, and Lind. Uh, Daniel Frost runs in the sixth spot. Devlin Francesco seventh. Stingray Rob and Manuel Suleiman. want to give them a shout-out. They had a pretty good battle going on uh, further back at the eighth position. Uh, but Suleiman runs in ninth. Christian Bogle now out of the race in tenth. And Robert McGinnis runs in eleventh. Back to pit lane. And we'll get to Rob Howard. Yeah, Nick, to add to your uh, comments about Rasmus Land, obviously kind of a perfect storm for him right now to a certain extent. Obviously made that debut. He had had tested for Bellardi Auto Racing before the 2020 season started, so he has seat time, but just no race time here in the Indy Lights Delara IL-15, but of course, as we know, was a winner here a couple of years ago in Indy Pro 2000, so likes the racetrack, also was able to get that Portland weekend in the books, which was great for him, a feel for racing, you have to go back to 2019 as well, we know Rasmus did well in the Indy Pro 2000 car for, for uh, Hunkos uh, Racing, but also Renus VK was able to sweep the weekend in Indy Lights, so they have a solid baseline setup coming in here, didn't get a chance to test like HMD Motorsports and Andretti Autosport did, but they do have a fantastic baseline. Really, I think, kind of playing into right now, giving Rasmus the opportunity to kind of work his way forward. Rob, of course, uh, you cover the entire road to Indy, including the uh, USF 2000, the Indy Pro 2000. I know they're not racing here this weekend, but update us on uh, those championships as everybody has got into this fall stretch run. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, only one more weekend for the drivers in USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000. Uh, in two weeks' time, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we end up going uh, to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course for our finale. We have a pretty solid championship battle in the Indy Pro 2000 category. A couple USF 2000 champions going at it. 2019 champ uh, Braden Eves battling with uh, 2020 champ Christian Rasmussen. Just 18 points separate those two drivers. Rasmussen with a lot of race wins. Very close to trying to keep up the pace with Cal Kirkwood to become the all-time race uh, winner. And Rasmussen versus Eves will be a pretty exciting battle at Mid-Ohio. A little more clear-cut, I think, in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. Nick Kiko Porto with a 49-point lead over Michael D. Orlando. Porto for D-Force Racing. D. Orlando for K Motorsports. Looks like we might see another Brazilian champion in the road to Indy as Kiko Porto trying to win that scholarship to move to Indy Pro 2000 in 2022. Yep, it is uh, really a beautifully set-up ladder system for these open-wheel drivers here in America to advance and chase after, of course, the goal for everybody. Davey, to run in the NTT IndyCar Series and, and over the history of this program, we have seen a lot of successful stories of guys that have made it to IndyCar, that have won races, and more importantly, won championships as well. Yeah, what a, what a great stepping stone into the IndyCar Series. Beans, a couple of reasons. These cars built by Delara, they have a lot of the same handling characteristics. The actual seats from these cars fit right into an IndyCar, so as far as the cockpit and the way the cars feel, it pretty much exactly the same. And I think most importantly, they're racing on the same tracks that the NTT IndyCar Series races on, so they get familiar with the circuits, they get familiar with the other drivers. Uh, just a great, great stepping stone to to move up, and then there's other ways to do it, but this is one of the one of the best. I mean, I look at the the championship standings, Davey, and, and some of these guys that are trying to run down Alex Pelot, one of the few drivers that didn't come up through uh, Indy Lights. But you've got Joseph Newgarden who won an Indy Lights championship. Scott Dixon, way back when, was an Indy Lights champion. Pato Award as well. I mean, uh, this this program has worked uh, despite it looking across multiple generations of drivers, young and old. Yeah, and you know, and we've seen. That uh, you know, it's gone through its struggles. I mean, with car count, with a lot, a lot of, it's very difficult in any race series. But this one has definitely had its struggles, as you know. There's only 11 cars on course right now, but that's going to get better. There's new teams coming. There's actually new, uh, you know, drivers looking to, to move into the Indy Lights and team owners, most importantly. So, uh, you know, as this as this series continually grows back to where it once was, it's going to be exciting, and we'd love to see you know 20 plus cars get uh, get in the series as well. So we are set to go racing. One once again, Kyle Kirkwood, Linus Lundquist, Benjamin Peterson, David Malukas, the top four. Jake Query, they're making their way out of the corkscrew as we are set to go racing once again. So Kyle Kirkwood now knows that he's got to do all over again what he did at the outset of this race. Hold off the field as he works his way through turn number 10 and 11 to prepare to go back to racing. Right behind him, Linus Lundquist, this time very closely behind Kyle Kirkwood. As the field starts to accelerate, Kirkwood got a decent jump, but he's still got to go through turn number 11. Nick, we're about to return to racing here at the WeatherTech Raceway at Laguna Seca. Yeah, he got that jump out of turn number 10. They still had to make their way to the left-hander of turn number 11. Daniel Frost going to be the big loser. He's going to get cycled all the way to the back of the pack, but Kyle Kirkwood with a monster jump as they head to turn two. 
He knew he had a second, seven-second advantage before that caution came out. Can he gap himself again? About four car lengths, Kyle Kirkwood over Linus Lundquist, although Lundquist back on the throttle, able to close that gap down to about four car lengths. Now, Kyle Kirkwood makes his way through turn number four, but very tricky. Not a lot of grip down in this corner. The field cleanly through. Kyle Kirkwood making his way to the left-hander of turn number five. He has a seven-car length advantage over Linus Lundquist. Four car lengths back to the machine of Benjamin Peterson, then David Belukas in fourth, three car lights in the rears. It was uh, sixth place running Devlin D. Francesco who forced Daniel Frost to the rear of the field through turn 11, coming to the green flag. That restart for the 17 is under review. Up front, though, Kyle Kirkwood already to 1.4 seconds. Jake, it, uh, before the caution, after the caution, hasn't mattered. Kirkwood is on rails. Kirkwood already in now through turn number 10. And then behind him again, Lundquist and behind him, Peterson. They are evenly spaced, just two car lengths between them. But the reality is Kyle Kirkwood is putting that duo well in the rearview mirror. Yep, he stretched it out, Davey. It looks like a good 8 to 10 car lengths. What a great restart for Kyle Kirkwood. Well, and what, what you want to do is be over a second and a half ahead of the car behind you. That way they can't use the push to pass the extra horsepower that generates in these cars uh, to, to try to catch the car in front of you. Uh, and he's already done that. So uh, he's, he's pretty much clear sailing again. And Michael, as for a second, third, fourth, further on back, a lot still to be decided back there. Yeah, and for Linus Lundquist, as he exits turn number four, he has Benjamin Peterson about four car lengths behind, then David Malukas about four car lengths behind him, but Rasmuth Lentz all of a sudden, the driver that's starting to make the move. Rasmuth in that fifth position, he's just three car lengths behind David Malukas. That would be the battle for fourth. Yeah, and boy, the last thing Malukas wants in the middle of a championship would to be for a guy making just his third Indy Light start to come up and pass him and take away some valuable points. It looks like Malukas is going to keep about a four car length advantage over fifth place running Rasmus Lind as they all snake their way through the corkscrew. Second through fourth, Jake, heading to tournament nine. And you know, another one that was interesting is Devlin Francesco because Stingray Rob on the restart got a really good look at the first part of the, the racetrack of Francesco, but Devlin Francesco gathered it back up when they came off the corkscrew. He now works his way, talking about Devlin Francesco. I looked in on running in the sixth position, got a little loose through turn number 11, but Rob was not able to take advantage. Yep, seven laps to go here at uh, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. David Malukas trying to keep in touch for the championship. Michael He's running in fourth, and he's got two teammates ahead of him heading to turn number three. Yeah, the problem is those two teammates have really gapped themselves over he and the second and third place running teammates, as you had said. The problem again, Rasmuth Lynn is still there, although Lynn nearly has that back end step out of him at the exit of turn number four. David Malukas, that allows him to gap himself about five car lengths over Rasmuth Lynn. The big key, this turn number five, the climb up the hill, you get a good exit out of turn number five. That gets you a good setup for turn number six. Look like David Lucas had that happen to him that time. Davey, as uh, I mentioned, the restart was under review for Devlin D. Francesco. I know you just got a chance to see a couple replays. Uh, and Andy Light's race control is going to give him a five-second penalty. What you see there through turn 11? Yeah, just forced the issue just a little bit too much. Nick, on the restarts, they want you single file. They don't want you to impede anybody's uh, 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 Progress, I should say, or where they are on racetrack until you get on the front straightaway and under acceleration. It just seemed 
DeFrancesco, you know, he did what he had to do to gain a few spots. Unfortunately, Nick, it's going to cost him five seconds. I think the penalty, if I'm not mistaken, and, and Rob probably knows more about this than, than I do on this series, I think it's five seconds when the race ends. You just take five seconds off the time. and So he, he, what he's hoping that they spread out behind him, but right now he'd lose six, seven spots. Yeah, he would uh, He would lose the sixth spot to Stingray Rob. He would lose seventh to Manuel Suleiman, and then Daniel Frost would get by him as well as they run. Uh, so it looks like uh, barring any spreading out, and we'll see that naturally over the last six laps. Uh, certainly appears that Devlin DeFrancesco, that penalty is going to kick him to the last car on the lead lap and possibly a ninth place finish. Of course, he drives for Andretti Autosport with a tie-in with uh, with the Steinbrenners, with Andretti Steinbrenner Racing, a new team that's uh, that joined Indy Lights a few years ago. Rob Howden, of course, we've seen the, the HMD guys, Global Racing Group, get involved with Indy Lights as well. And, and I know nothing may be signed officially, but we're going to start to see some, some more announcements trickle out in the coming months as this field continues to grow with a lot of eyes set on 2022. Yeah, and I think the big thing about the momentum that we have right now here in the in the road to Indy and Indy Lights is not just the fact that more drivers looking to come into the program, new teams as well. All of us obviously lamenting the, the loss of the Velarde Auto Racing team earlier this year, but that were buoyed by the opportunity for Tim Neff to purchase that equipment for T, uh, TJ Speed. We'll see him with a two-car team next year. Two additional teams that I know of have not yet announced who have purchased race cars. So you're going to see at least three brand-new teams in the Indy Light Series next year, which is huge. And, of course, a lot of other drivers, more from Europe as well, looking to potentially move up. And, again, with the excitement in the Indy Pro 2000 category, another pool that's able to feed Indy Lights. So conservatively right now with the spreadsheet I'm working on as a series development director, we're looking at 15 to 17 cars next year. Best-case scenario could be as many as 18, but we will have cars for these drivers. We could have as many as 20 seats available for Indy Lights drivers in 2022. Everything working in the right direction for the program. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. And, and Davey, as good as this program has worked for some young American talents like Kyle Kirkwood and David Malukas, who are products of Florida and Chicago, respectively, as Rob talked about, there's a lot of eyeballs over in Europe watching uh, American open wheel racing with the success that, listen, Fernando Alonso comes over the Indianapolis 500. Roman Grosjean has had some success with some strong runs this season. I mean, a lot of folks over there in Europe looking at uh, at IndyCar and, and certainly Indy Lights to get involved and go racing. Yeah, without a doubt. This this is the real deal that you have to uh, get. The, this is not just come and pick and choose. We've seen some guys, some drivers from Europe come over to Indy Lights and they fare very well. But it's a difficult series to win in. And if you could win in this series, it's been proven time and time again. If you recall, I, I go time, you know, Colton Hearn, Apollo Award, both won races here and they came to IndyCar and won races there. And that's not just BK and so many other drivers like name off. It's like we talked before, Nick. What a great proving ground for IndyCar drivers to come out of this Indy Lights series. Yep, so it's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. But uh, first and foremost, we have to crown a champion for the Indy Lights series presented by Cooper Tires. We're not going to do it today. We're certainly not going to do it tomorrow either because this championship has been so ultra-competitive. Right now, Kyle Kirkwood has an eight-point advantage over David Malukas, but those drivers have just been slugging it out all season long. Uh, for those maybe not familiar with the Indy Light Series, Malukas with seven race wins this year. Kyle Kirkwood has matched him with seven wins in his own right. So these two uh, have certainly looked poised to be future IndyCar talents. Kyle Kirkwood, though, may get the edge across the start-finish line. Just three laps to go. 
go. Michael, that advantage is 6.7 seconds. I was trying to count it in my head. I said it's almost back to that seven-second advantage again. Boy, Kyle Kirkwood, after the green flu, has checked out from the rest of the field. Kyle Kirkwood works his way through that slower turn number three, now sets up for turn number four. Had the back end step out about two laps ago, but he is cleanly through turn number four this time by to give you an advantage, or I should say a visual of how big of a lead Kyle Kirkwood has. He's already through turn number five as Linus Lundquist, who runs in second place, exits turn number four. Lundquist now through the turn number five complex. About seven car lengths back is Benjamin Peterson. And then it's David Malukas again in that championship battle running in that fourth position. And boy, this has to just be so scary for the rest of the field when Kyle Kirkwood or any driver comes out and dominates in race number one. Because the reality, Jake, we're going to go racing tomorrow, and I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle Kirkwood does this again. And Kyle Kirkwood right now works his way into turn number 10 and already starts to set up for turn number 11. And just as I say that, Kirkwood goes out of view. Lundquist just now navigating turn number 10. The best battle right be, might be Maluk is trying to get back that third spot. It belongs to Peterson, but he's still got about two and a half car lengths to make up out of turn number 11. Kirkwood across the start-finish line. Two laps to go with a 7.7 second lead. Let's take a look at that battle. Second through fifth, Michael. They're still all separated by a couple car lengths. Yeah, Linus Lundquist has enough of an advantage over Benjamin Peterson. I think he'll be safe for the last two laps of this race. But as Jake Query had said, that battle starting to shape up between Benjamin Peterson running in the third position and David Malukas running in fourth. Rasmus Lind running in that fifth position. Rasmus dropped back ever so slightly, but David Malukas really hustling that car through turn number four. He has to get that position back to really keep himself at a safe distance behind Kyle Kirkwood, considering how dominant Kirkwood has been this afternoon. Yep, Malukas needs those points, but uh, he can only fault himself with some minor mistakes. He has uh, allowed Benjamin Peterson and Linus Lundquist to both get past, although Lundquist out-qualified him, but Jakey's trying to run down Benjamin Peterson here in the closing laps. Yeah, and you know what? Tip of the cap as well to Rasmus Lind that Michael mentioned as Kyle Kirkwood gets set to see the white flag here, but Malukas is trying his hardest to get in towards the podium, and Lind for a long time there was not letting Malukas get completely away from him. Now, eight car length advantage for David Malukas, but we're on the final lap here, Nick, for Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood down the hill, Michael, for the final time into that Andretti hairpin driving for the Andretti family. Yeah, the young man from Jupiter, Florida, and the last person you want to see get hot at the end of the season is Kyle Kirkwood, especially the final two rounds going to the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Complex. He is so good at Mid-Ohio, and he has proven to be good thus far here at WeatherTech Raceway. Laguna Seca split the Indy Pro 2000 weekend back in 2019 with Rasmus Lint. Looks like Kyle Kirkwood on his way to victory here at race number one. Last six races for Kyle Kirkwood. He's got three wins and three second-place finishes. He has been absolutely stout at the most important time of the year. He came in second in points. He's going to go to bed tonight as the points leader. If he can hang on, Jake Query, for a couple more corners, here comes Kyle Kirkwood out of turn nine. He has not made a mistake so far here at this racetrack. Kyle Kirkwood sets up for turn number 10, does so fairly conservatively, now sets up for turn number 11. He's from the Sunshine State, but on a clear day, it's off 
awfully sunny here in California. Nick for Kyle Kirkwood. Out of the final quarter, he'll go all the way to the pit wall to salute his team. Kyle Kirkwood has been great. How about win number eight? Twin checkers are out. Kyle Kirkwood takes the win at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in the Indy Lights Grand Prix of Monterey. Linus Lundquist finishes second. 6.6 seconds behind Kirkwood. Peterson holds off Malukas to take third. Uh, Malukas, who entered with the championship lead, will end today with an eight-point deficit as he'll have to settle for fourth. Rasmus Lind with a fifth-place finish. Uh, a stout performance for him. It's his first top five in Indy Lights competition. Devon Francesco across the line in sixth, but as that five-second penalty is handed out, it will ultimately kick him back to the ninth spot. That's going to move Stingray Rob up to sixth. Manuel Suleiman up to seventh. Daniel Frost to eighth. DeFrancesco will uh, officially finish in the ninth position. Robert McGinnis four laps down. He moves ahead of Christian Bogle to finish tenth. And Bogle will end up in the eleventh position. Davey, what, what a performance by Kyle Kirkwood. I mean, he has had some days this year where he's looked absolutely perfect. But uh, this might be the most impressive one of these 17 races we've seen so far. Yeah, w- without a question, we could continue to talk about how he dominates the mid-Ohio sports car course and swept the complete weekend in domination but this was con- really domination. He, he had a 7 second lead, lost it to a yellow flag took off again, ends up winning with a 6.6 second lead uh, just, I mean, complete domination here his car, he's just in a different class right now and Malukas at this point needs to start worrying about what he has to do not only to get, get that 8 points back that he just lost, he's 8 points back in the championship, but to, to try to see if he can find the speed that Kirkwood has. Yeah, you know, Davey, those closing laps, I'm thinking, boy, is Malukas maybe going to get a little help from Benjamin Peterson or, or Linus Lundquist, and, and his teammates may play a role in this championship ultimately, but if Kyle Kirkwood keeps winning races, it doesn't matter if teammates move out of the way and play nice for Malukas. Kirkwood's going to take this title. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's that's exactly right. I mean, he's in a situation where he, he needs more than teammate help. He needs just sheer speed. He needs to be on poles, getting that one extra point. He needs to be leading the most laps and winning races. And right now, with a deficit with three races left, and, and knowing what Kirkwood just did here and the domination he had, he has another race at the same track tomorrow starting from the pole. It could be, you know, just another another repeat of what he did today. The label as a championship favorite has been handed back and forth all season long and certainly feels like with a little momentum at his backside after winning race number two in surprising fashion coming from fourth uh, Kyle Kirkwood picking up another race win his eighth of the season appears to be the guy to beat right now again his championship advantage eight markers over David Malukas 75 over Linus Lundquist Benjamin Peterson is fourth in points right now and then Devlin DeFrancesco and Devlin for uh, Daniel Frost unofficially tied for fifth in the championship but it is Kirkwood from Jupiter Florida who scores the race win and we will get a chance to hear from him momentarily the podium today Lundquist Peterson they finish second and third but it is Kyle Kirkwood on the top step coming up on IndyCar radio it is NTT knockout qualifying for the NTT IndyCar series at 205 Pacific time 505 Eastern time same cast of characters we'll add uh, Dan Rusinowski the radio voice of the San Jose Sharks into the mix as well as we see that uh, familiar three-round qualifying to determine who's going to be on the pole 
for the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. But this is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires. Kyle Kirkwood, your race winner. Linus Lundquist finishes second. Benjamin Peterson, he's going to take home a trophy. Alex Wolf as he comes home in third. Fifth time this season, Benjamin Peterson on the podium and close that run to third position like four years today. Uh, yeah, really tricky with managing tires. Uh, the drop-off is really big around here, so that was a big big part of it. The start was a big part of it. Um, it was a tough race. It's a long long race for, for these tires on these cars. It's even longer tomorrow, 35 laps. So uh, overall, pretty pretty darn happy. You know, we've we've had a strong second half of the year, and um, you know, sitting pretty solid fourth in the championship. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy right now. Oh, well, we certainly see that, and another race tomorrow, and best of luck in that, and congratulations on the run today. Thank you. That's Benjamin Peterson. He ends up in the third position. Let's head now to victory lane and Rob Howden. Thank you so much, Alex. Kyle Kirkwood, momentum so crucial in this championship. We know that you're going back and forth with David Malukas. You guys have been swinging back and forth on each other to get that momentum coming into the final four races. You win from pole, sets up good for tomorrow. Tell me how important this is to get this victory today. Man, it is absolutely massive. That race there, I mean, I was pushing there at the end. I saw that caution come out, and I'm like, man, I got to get ahead of him right away. And I think I pulled, like, over a second gap just on that first lap. So that was crucial for that race there because they've been really good on the straights all this year. And when they're able to use push to pass, uh, I wasn't sure it was going to happen. So I am just absolutely ecstatic with that performance right now because we're this this weekend was so crucial for us because this is the one that we're kind of unsure about. Andretti's had not the best performances here and now this weekend we're just miles ahead it's probably our best track all year so i'm absolutely ecstatic the 28 car has been on rails and hopefully we can do the same tomorrow no one using fresh tires in the practice a long practice yesterday as well so their first time for a long distance run 30 laps how overall were you happy with the setup in terms of how the car handled for that whole distance man i thought it was falling off there in the middle but after that restart i started pushing again and we were back down to times that we were running in the beginning of the race so i think our car is perfect is there a mindset change with three races to go, getting the win, or is it still just straight up? No, we need wins. It's between David and I, and it's either him winning or me winning, and it needs to be us. Congratulations. Thank you. Kyle Kirkwood, guys, another win. That's eight wins on the season for Kirkwood. He takes an eight-point lead, Alex Wolf into the what penultimate round of the season. One more race tomorrow. And the ninth podium finish for Lena Slunquist, a runner-up finish today, and what was that run the second spot for you here today? Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like I said before, you know, we, we want more. We're here to win. Um, but, you know, days you can't win, then you got to try to be second, and I think that's what we did today. I think we got a bit of work to do overnight and uh, have something to do to try to catch Kyle tomorrow. But, you know, tomorrow's a new day, and it's a pretty long way down into turn one, and hopefully we can figure something out. You talk about that work to do with the car for tomorrow. What about you uh, personally, uh, mentally, physically? What's the uh, process like with these doubleheader weekends after one race ends and getting ready for the next one? I think doubleheaders are nice, actually. They're a lot more fun. Um, and obviously, this track is awesome. So it was one of the places that we tested for beforehand. So it's, uh, it was good coming back here. But hopefully, we can up the pace a little bit but, but tomorrow. But a uh, massive thank you to the guys that's working all day and night to, to get the package that we have. We look forward to see what you can do 
tomorrow. Congratulations on a runner-up finish. Thank you. That's Lena Slunk with second place here in race one for Indy Lights at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Yep, great runs for Benjamin Peterson. Lena Slunkwist finishing second and third, but uh, boy, going to have to find a lot to run down Kyle Kirkwood, who will be on the pole position tomorrow. He wins race number one by 6.6 seconds. Great job by Alex Wolf and Rob Howden on pit lane and Michael Young and Jake Query out in the turns for Davey Hamilton. I'm Nick Yeoman. We'll be back at about 2.05 Pacific time right here on IndyCar Radio for IndyCar Qualifying. Congratulations. Kyle Kirkwood wins at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, his eighth race win in Indy Lights.